everybody. Welcome back to The Producers. Uh, this week's episode is Michael, and uh, I'm very excited. He's the third Michael we've had on the show. So I think that's a new, that's a new thing for us. Um, check him out uh, at The Coalition every first and third Saturdays. Uh, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, come check us out at The Lab. Uh, we have a couple of fun sets coming out tonight, so it should be fun. Um, usual plugs, RVA Comedy, Producers Cast, Orbital Music Park. Check out those websites and uh, <laughs> handles on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and we'll jump right into it. All right. microphone and an arm yeah. and then like I lucked out when we got this place because I was like there's a room we don't know what to do with perfect, yeah. and then Matthew also talked about like wanting to we're working on like a network so like yeah. I'm like oh so we have a studio now nice. and now <laughs> it's just like and obviously uh, around the coalition I'm known as like the podcast guy the yeah. of the show right um, so like Pete has come to me multiple times like you should have a party and then like keep bringing people in to oh like do like a party podcast like you just do like 10 minutes I think that's a pretty funny idea I think it'd be super fun to do but also I would definitely want like multiple hosts and I just knowing what I know about doing this yeah it's just like it would be very difficult to like make sure it's done correctly yeah I'd have to like do a lot of prep work and also we're not ready for a party yet you, you walked in you saw what it looks like uh, looks cool to me I saw a small portion of it but also people at, at their like party persona might not want uh, to be recorded recorded <laughs> that was funny because um, we went to Babes one night mm-hmm. and we have video of like did you listen to Copley's I did not. I don't really know him that well. I uh, I didn't really know him too well either. I knew he was a fun dude, always had nice things to say, and he he was one of the first to ask me to be on the show. Okay. He was he was like, he was the beginning of the wave. Cool. It was like I listen and I think it'd be fun to be on, and I'm like fuck yeah, let's do it. Nice. Um, and I don't know if you listen to anything Dan or Pryor. Um, I think actually Gretchen Pryor. I would ask people what the weirdest thing in my room was. Oh yeah, and he brought I, his own thing. Uh, yep. I think I remember you telling me that. <laughs> it's not not distracting. But yeah, as far as party <laughs> personas go, that we have videos of people like trying to like get it to land on the suction mm. cup. I think I saw an Instagram story or something like that one uh, time yeah. from Dan or somebody like that. <laughs> just just a great group of people we have at the yeah. coalition for sure. Yeah. Uh, how did you get started? Is this happening? Now? now now it's happening. You know what's going on. Slide down. <laughs> How did you get started in this community? Because you were someone, the first time I met you was at playing soccer. And the yeah. second time I met you is like yeah. now. That's true. Like we like, have talked at after like a show or something. Right. We don't know each other that well, which I think will be 
cool. It's, well, that's how the show started. Like yeah. everyone I brought on, I didn't know them, and like mm-hmm. I did the live show, and I didn't know Aaron Grant at all. Mm-hmm. I that was the first thing I said. I was like, "So we don't know each other." Yeah, <laughs> and we kind of laugh, and it was just like, but like that. I think that's one thing I'm not afraid of because like I, the, my inspiration for doing a show. Right. He brought people on. He never like he brought like Pete Holmes was the inspiration. He brought on Aaron Rodgers one episode. Yeah, and it was a great episode. It wasn't like I'm not laughing the whole time, which is yeah. obviously not the mo for this show because it's right. it, it's listed as a comedy podcast, but it's just like a chit chat podcast. Yeah, I think we've talked about our mutual love for Pete Holmes podcast before. Right? I don't think we have then. You listened to You Made It Weird. Yes. Okay. I am a gigantic fan of You Made It Weird. So. It's a, it's a wonderful <laughs> show. I don't have time to listen to it anymore, but, like, uh-huh. I had a date. You know how he talks about it? Who listens to this? People with data entry jobs. I'm like, fucking me yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah. I'm putting in data right now. Yes. And I listened to the first, like, 200 of them. Yeah. Like, I, I started at the beginning. Yeah. And I loved them all. Like, there was some, and I said this before, like, there were so many times where whatever he was talking to was, like, exactly what I was going through. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's amazing. I, there's probably only like there's I bet there's less than ten that I haven't listened to. Wow, so yeah. you've been so I have catalog. I have one of those jobs. Yeah. Oh, oh man, um, I want to say you're lucky. The only reason I left that job was because it started at four in the morning. Oh shit! So I was like, fuck that. But like, yeah, I'm so behind on the podcast game. So, yeah. So you, are you? You were. What, where were you working before? And you don't work there currently? I don't work there currently. Um, I feel like it's a bad idea to say the name. But okay. it was like, it was a data company. One of our one of our friends works there. Or okay. is about to leave or something. Gotcha. Um, but uh, it was, um, yeah, it was just a company where I'd go in and do 10 hours and leave. Yeah. And my next job was like a phone job. So like there was no time to listen to anything. Gotcha. Yeah, I... I am definitely fortunate to like be given the availability to listen to podcasts when I work, but mm-hmm. um, so I mean that's definitely a perk of my job. Uh, some days are busier than others, and I can't, but that's all right. So, Pete Holmes, I'm going to go ahead and lump you in with me, where that was like a huge influence on you creative big time. Yeah. Um, did you do anything creative before that? Like, what's what's your background? Like, flesh flesh out flesh yourself out for us. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, I guess, I mean, comedy creatively, I didn't do anything before the coalition. Um, I play music, not very much, like, that's one of the things I wish I had kind of done more was, like, played more music with people and, you know, in bands and stuff like that, but I still play guitar and stuff like that, and I always wanted to do a lot of that. I feel like there's a lot of coalition people that come from like music, so it's probably nothing real new there. But um, I will say the only people who I think that we talked about in the show with mm-hmm. was Anthony and Josh. Okay. And me, whenever I would talk about it, because I'm an aspiring musician as well. Yeah, I'm heavy on the aspiring. And I, I listen to like Jesse's. I think he was a guitar or is a guitar player. Jesse Hill. Oh yeah, Jesse. I don't remember if we talked about music though. Oh, we talked. A lot. I think we talked a little bit about guitars. I don't remember. Yeah, I, like I said, I don't remember. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. remember them. But um, that's cool. But yeah, he is. The, he's another person who I've talked to about music about a little bit in person for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, so music was like your first like, creative outlet. Yeah, I guess so. And I. How, how did you stumble into it? Um, I've been playing guitar since like I was like thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess. 
feel like I'm I'm the kind of person I don't know if you are this way where you like jump obsession to obsession a lot. Yep. So like it's always been bands like there's like a band that I like and I'm please all name, in. Please name the band. Please name some bands. Well, I was a Cody and Camry fan when I started playing guitar. I've, uh, Anthony's still a big fan of yeah, theirs. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still a fan of theirs for sure. Sure, and, sure. Um, that was like my first band obsession for sure. Um, and I would say my two favorite bands like right kind now. of growing out of that phase okay, and okay. like have been my favorite band since high school probably are a band called RX Bandits and a band called The Deer Hunter, which I believe Anthony's a big fan of them as well. He has a shirt of them. I complimented yeah. on it like on Wednesday. Oh, really? Yeah, I've heard I've heard of them. I'm pretty I'm almost positive. I've, I, I know they're a good band. Yeah, I haven't heard of the first one. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they're they're great. They're still like probably my biggest like music influence would be RX Bandits. It's really crazy just how like they're obviously one of the big bands that will influence us but like there are these smaller bands that are just like you maybe you hear about by chance or right. you see a show and you're just like nobody else knows about this this <laughs> is incredible yeah, like yeah. people should be hearing this yeah i <clears throat> i attribute like all of it to the group of friends i had in high school and everything um guys i'm still friends with that like introduced me to all of the music that i like you know kind of mm-hmm. that, that group of friends and you know my few of my best friends like introduced me to these bands so um, so yeah, that was like music I thought would be like my big creative obsession for a long time. And I didn't pursue it hard enough. Like I, I still wish I could like get even better at like guitar and all that stuff and writing and stuff like that. But, um, it was really when I started working at my current job where I've been for like eight years now, I worked there. How old are you? I'm 27. Okay. But I started working there when I was in college, like as an internship, and then now I've been there for five years out out of college. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's 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 a good job. Like it's yeah, it's, I feel like I've been there forever. <laughs> it is a good job, and I have nothing bad to say about them. Um, nothing bad to say. <laughs> you heard that? Did you get that? Yes. Let's reiterate. <laughs> We're on the record drinking beers. <laughs> we'll get to the dirty stuff later. Yeah. But, uh, I, I would say like at that time when I started working that job, uh, I do like digital cartography work and I could just sit and listen to music all day long. And slowly I discovered like comedy on Spotify and then podcasts and like got insanely like obsessive about stand-up comedy mainly. There you go. And, um, like, I guess... It's kind. Of, I don't know. It's kind of weird how I dove into all that, and I discovered like WTF with Mark Marin like pretty early on to his show, and just like got super into that. Discovered Pete Holmes from that. Essentially, his podcast. <laughs> I want to know if the episode, the first time, the first thing that got you into Pete Holmes was, was when he came on the show to talk about how. And he is open about how his podcast is rebuffed. Yeah, yeah. Mark <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I would say I'm like third degree Mark Marin, right? Or second degree, third. Because mine's ripped off of Pete's. Like, that's oh, what I was, I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. I listen to this and I'm like, I'm doing that show. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. No, nobody would be sitting in front of microphones if it wasn't for Mark Marin, I feel like. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I feel like he's the trailblazer. The, grand, the grandfather. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just like, I don't know, I got, I got like so obsessed with comedy and like 
always wanted to try stand-up, really. And I don't, like, I've heard you talk a little bit about how you found the coalition, I guess, but, uh-huh. like... Oh, I went on, like, a date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you saw, like, you saw, like, a weird show. KGB. First show. Okay, yeah, 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 that's cool. Definitely a weird show. I'm not here to say it's that. Yeah. I never saw that except for when Sarah hosted it in Spanish. That's the only one I ever saw. That was a really good one. That was the second one I saw, yeah. Yeah. So I just, like, was in love with stand-up comedy. I was like, where in Richmond do you, like, see comedy? Or, like, who's doing stand-up comedy in Richmond? I thought, like, it had zero scene because I'm, you know, oblivious, I guess. When when you're not in the scene, yeah, you have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And... Yeah, so I just, like, Googled, like, comedy in Richmond and, of course, found the coalition. And I was like, what is this? What is this little place all about? And, like, I was nervous to go to a show, even though I look at their website all the time. This is how, like... This is how your brain works. What's that? This is how your brain works. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm, i like, I'm a nervous, like, shy person in general, I feel like. And, like, just going into a show was, like, nerve-wracking for me. And the first show I ever went to took, like there was like three like Thursdays in a row where I was like, all right, my girlfriend's working tonight. I'm going to go just watch a show. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And you can go by yourself. And like, I finally went and it was like, uh, one of the short form shows, uh, mixer or jam. Uh, the it was a Thursday show. And that was, before I think they short, switched. fast and furious. Oh, I never saw that one. Yeah. Or whatever they were calling it at the time. I remember it was just when like, a lot of short form games, and I remember Adam Stackhouse, Jonathan Nelson, Ryan Clatterbuck, and I can't remember the fourth person that were like the main uh, players that night. And then like you could put your name in the um, crockpot to go up on stage or whatever. And I just like I remember so much of that night and just being like, "What? This is awesome! Like how did how does nobody know about? Like why is this place not packed?" And like yeah, I just like started going to shows more and more and just like fell in love with like watching shows there and then it still took me like a year and a half after that first show I went to to like uh finally sign up for classes so like I, I I'm like a yeah I I feel like I admire people like that are that you know were in like our 101 classes or like early on that are just like yeah I just heard about improv class and figured I'd try it like <laughs> I, I made it such a big deal to like sign up for classes you know I don't know I don't I don't want that to be a bad thing though like that's just mm-hmm. like your process <clears throat> I am um, yeah I guess so I think I'm like afraid of being bad at it because I watched I watched so many riot shows like those like before I could never do that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, God, they're incredible. Like dollar machine early on, my girlfriend and I went to so many dollar machine shows and like, we both loved watching them. I was just like, I could never be as good as they're like doing. So I I just made it such a big deal in my head. And then finally you take classes and classes are like the funnest thing in the world. Yeah. And like super low pressure and the teachers are awesome. So I don't know. I I regret taking so long to finally try it. And even, I would say, like, uh, even a friend of mine, I got, I kind of convinced him to do it before I ever tried it. Do you know Nick Garfield at all? I don't think so, no. Okay. I know he knows, like, Anthony and some folks. I probably met him. Yeah. Probably met him once or twice. He's gone all the way through 501. um, But he, he, like, 
he works on the weekends. He doesn't make it to a lot of shows and stuff like that. And he, he was out of town during auditions, which I was bummed about because I, I wanted him to audition. He's one of, I, he's one of like the funniest people I know and could be, could be really, really good if he um, auditioned again and everything. So, um, but I got him, like I convinced him to do 101 and he <coughs> loved it. And then as soon as he was done with that, I was like, all right, I'm going to finally try this. So that's kind of how I got into it. And then, yeah, just so much fun. And I think I, everybody that comes on your podcast, I'm sure talks about how much they love the coalition. And I guess we're diving right into improv. I didn't know. If oh yeah. You well, I mean, it's your, it's, I would say it's your hour. Like, what do you want to do with that? Yeah. If you have to go in improv, we go in improv. Yeah. Well, I mean, mostly, like I said, it's like, um, I've been trying to revisit my format and this is like, you know, like, I like talking about the creative process. I like mm-hmm. fleshing it out. Cause also like, Right now, it's kind of like my audience is our friends. Yeah, and they like hear they like hearing the episodes about their friends. And mm-hmm. so, how would it not be interesting to hear about? Like, did you know Pyjora played the trumpet? No, you learn about that in two weeks. That's cool. From when this releases, so like, um, yeah, like it's so fun like, learning more. And I want to delve deeper, not only into like how you got started, but like your yeah. creative process in general. I think that's that's something that. It's super fun and influential. That's like what Pete gets into. He talks about yeah. all that stuff, and I'm just like so about it because that stuff like had a huge impact on on all of my processes. Mm-hmm. Um, like green lights was a huge thing for me. Yeah, where I would just be like, "What happens if I just don't say no to myself?" Like, right. and that was a big thing with doing this show. It was just like I'm gonna do whatever I want. Yeah, and eventually I had to kind of rein it in and be like, "Okay, not all green lights are good." And uh, that's fine, but like you have to kind of go for a while and give yourself some space. Yeah. I think so. That's kind of you know how I view it. Um, so when you finally did start taking classes, yeah, um, you loved it. Yeah, and you just kept doing it. Yeah, and I think I think one hundred and one was like one of the best like eight month periods of my life, like or eight month, two month, eight week periods. Yeah, yeah. Um, just because like I start like I feel like. I have, like, weird self-doubt and self-esteem problems, like, and, like, assuming I said the stupidest thing imaginable to that person last night, and now that's all they're thinking about today. Like, that that's how my brain works a lot of times. I mean, same. Yeah. I, I go through the same, yeah, but then they're, like, they don't even think about it. Yeah. They course. rolled off their back. Right. Yeah. And that's usually, usually well, how you have to kind of convince yourself, obviously, it was just, like, it yeah. was nothing. Right. And I thought like that 101 class, my big, one of my biggest takeaways was just like learning like that you have to speak like to be a conversationalist, you have to like talk and you don't have to remember everything you said. And so it was nice to kind of shed some of that and like play silly mind games with friends at the same time. And like, I didn't know anybody going into it. But then, like, quickly became friends with everyone, and, like, improv's so fun because you're just showing up to play, like, fun games without any utensils or supplies at all, except your brain. Like, I don't know, it's just, like, so much fun. It is so much fun, absolutely. Yeah. And then, like, I I guess you're probably, like, a half a year kind of behind when I started-ish. Uh, my one year was, like, last, in June when I started. Okay. So, like, I get, I don't know, like, who you know from my initial classes, but, like, you know, like, 
excuse me, Drew and Kim and Gretchen and Dakota and Tyler, Whaley, and that was like my kind of group right there. All still around. Yeah. All people I do know. And I... Only had, I've, I've only had one of them on the show. Who's that? Gretchen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I listen I, to Gretchen. Though. I don't think I've gotten to the rest of them yet. I don't know. There's still so much to do. Those <laughs> people. Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty to go around. That's a kill squad, though, of like a 101 class. Yeah, it was so much fun. And we like, you know, we all became pretty good friends. We formed team called dad salad right after 101 and i was very hesitant and like did not think we deserved like stage time you know like i don't know if you like when was your first indie team i guess uh that was tiny bladders and that was right in the middle of 201 okay yeah and that was yeah same thing i remember um we had done a couple labs and katie was like do y'all do the blads want to do refinery and i'm like are you serious? You know, it's just me and Matthew right now, right? <laughs> like, we have a couple people who, like, do with us sometimes, but, like, fuck yeah, we'll do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, yeah, we started adding people and, like, trying to do more with it. But, yeah, I know the imposter syndrome kind of thing. Like, when I yes. made a house team, it was just like, Still, there's yeah. got to be something, like, yeah. wrong with there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, I'm sure we had similar experiences when we got the news, like, about that. That was crazy. But I'll say this, if not only specifically to you, but also what mm-hmm. I've had to say to myself, like, the point is we're on the team, mm-hmm. and there's a good reason for it. Mm-hmm. I remember Scott kind of talked to us about, like, his process a little bit, and I was like, that makes sense. Like, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that because it makes me believe that I belong on the team. Right. But I, def- I definitely had the exact same fun. I talked to a lot of people about it. I was just like, yeah. I, I remember I had this chip on my shoulder as like 33 because there are um, three teams with eight people and one team with nine. That's my team. Yeah. So I thought I was like the last one picked. So uh, I was like, that's me. Yeah. Well, yeah, that that's that's like where my head goes to. And uh, I almost didn't audition. Same. Really? Yeah, we're in the same boat. I um, I was like, um, I won't make it. Uh, I have to work. I don't have time. And yeah. Matthew was like, well, we should do it just to experience it. Like, let's mm-hmm. experience what it's like so that way next time when we're ready and like right. maybe more likely, we'll have gone through it. And I'm like, okay, cool. That sounds like fun. You know what? You're right. Let's let's look at this as a fun thing. Yeah. And then we got, and then I remember we were at Champion. We were going to go to Riot. I think because it was a Saturday night. Mm. And uh, I got the email. Yeah. And I remember the first thing I saw was, Tyler, you made it. Because I saw her name first. Uh-huh. You have a callback. And then I scrolled down and saw my name spelled incorrectly. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's me. I don't think, uh, uh that's me. That's going to be me. Yeah. That's It'd be so surprised. I was just like, wait, what? Yeah. Like that, that doesn't, that doesn't, because I still don't think I can do improv. Like I've seen, yeah. I've been on stage while a tiny ladder set was happening and I've like been aware enough to be like, we are not killing it. Right. But like, I don't know. I think the thing is like, we get, we are so critical of ourselves. I like this is you to a T, mm-hmm. but like, it's really hard to like say the positive things where mm-hmm. it's just like, you're, you are a good team player. You come on with really good ideas and you are really talented at maneuvering them. I've seen res ghost sets. Like, come <laughs> on, dude. Like well, y'all do some magic up there. Nice. And it's a team effort for sure. Yeah. We've had some really fun shows and it's by far the most like rewarding thing 
I've done like creatively for sure. And like just in, in life in general, like it's, it's been awesome. And, uh, yeah, like that audition process, I, I, there was like a time late last year where I, I was like pretty certain my improv career, if you want to call it that, yeah. was over. After the classes were done? Yeah. So, well, yeah. So I'd gone through 401 uh, stuff with Dad Salad, which like we had some good shows. We did second best last year and that was like the most fun. Like we had a great, well, relatively speaking, I think our show went really well at second best last year and we were all like so juiced up about it. And we tried to, you know, we continued to do shows for a long time. But there was, like, a while there where I was just going through, like, so much self-doubt and, like, imposter syndrome where I was, like, I could feel myself, like, phoning in some shows. Not, like, purposely trying to mess them up, but I'm, I would just go out there and just be like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to not try a hard character. I'm just going to... Not mess be, up, mess, not mess it up for everybody else. Yeah, I'm gonna try I'm, to softball I'm, it in so that they can look good. Yeah, I'm gonna sit down and just pretend like I'm cutting a steak and just talk in my normal voice. You know, like I was just like could feel myself like not going for it really in shows and uh, and also I could feel like Kim and Drew and Tyler and Dakota and Bria just getting like so good at improv and I was like, they, there's no way they would like have chosen me today to be on this team like. They I'm, I'm grandfathered in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yeah, one of the one of the founding fathers. But uh, yeah, so I, I there was a while there. I was just like had so much self doubt, and then I was on like a vacation. I was on a cruise with my girlfriend's family on in December of last year, and read like a Facebook post when I got connected to Wi Fi from like um, the Dad Salad folks, just kind of saying like. Yeah, I think we we're probably going to stop like practicing with Dad Salad and kind of explore other stuff. And I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense at this point." And Oof. and I was just like, "Yeah, this is probably over." <clears throat> and then found out they were offering five hundred one, like starting in January or whatever. And I was just like, "Yes," because like I loved classes so much, and I did. I thought like five hundred one, that's going to be the time where I really <coughs> start taking this seriously. And then that was during 501 that they did auditions, and I had totally planned on not auditioning. And Matt Newman convinced everybody, or he said, like, you know, everybody in this room, I don't know if you're all auditioning, but I I recommend doing it even if you don't think you can make a team. He's like, auditions are supposed to feel weird. They're supposed to, like, make you feel uncomfortable. Um, if, If you feel like it goes horribly, you're not alone. And after talking or after that kind of talk, I was just like, well, it's free. Like I should just do it. And then, yeah, I had the same like experience, like looking at the email that I got called back, called back and I was just like blown away. And then when Elliot told me like two days later, I was just like, like, it was amazing. Like I I felt like Elliot really, you know, kind of took a chance on me and like it's paid off. Like I'm starting to feel like it's clicking and our team is putting together some pretty good shows recently and stuff. So Definitely rewarding, to say the least. But. Definitely should be. Yeah, that's definitely. I think that's kind of. Uh, I'm glad you didn't quit. I'm glad mm-hmm. you did audition because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you guys are so fun to watch, and especially, yeah, definitely, you are one of the. Play- <clears throat> I don't know. Like I said, I say I throw the term "kill squad" around a lot, but just because <laughs> we just have so much talent at this yeah. theater, where it's yeah. just like, yeah, Res Ghost is kill squad, and then like yeah. you guys have the format, like. I remember, fun, yeah. I think when, uh, I remember I was talking with somebody early on and we were talking about 
we were like going over the teams and like mm-hmm. giving our bullshit opinion. And like, <laughs> obviously it was like everyone here deserves to be on a team. And we're like, we all were, like, yeah, they're all great. But like, it was, I think it was your team where we were just like, that is, your team is stacked. Like on paper, not, not just talking about like what, what they will do or where mm-hmm. they will be, mm-hmm. but like of what we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. I feel extremely fortunate. Like, there's some pretty experienced people on the team and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was intimidating for the first few practices. Just like, like I felt like, you know, I felt like a freshman playing for varsity or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that. It's just like, yeah, you go into it just like, just, you know, try and make good passes and don't worry about trying to, you know, show off or anything. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was what Scott said. He was like, um, you're all here because you make great support moves. Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing I was looking for. And I'm like, oh, word. Well, that's all I have to do then. Mm-hmm. Anything I do is just be supportive. Yeah. And that's the thing. I've seen a lot just from our wave of like people. It's just like everyone here. So anyone who's still around is really good at support moves. Mm-hmm. And I love that because it's like a, it's already, it's already a supportive community. Mm-hmm. But then when it's actually supportive on stage, right? it's like, okay. Yeah. Anything I do? Yeah. Any weird decision? Any weird decision? I will make some weird ones. Yeah. And we do. Yeah. That's what. That's what Kirsten always talks about with our team. Is just like knowing that she can be, or she can make a weird decision, or anybody can make a you know a weird decision. And uh, actually, Elliot told us something kind of cool the other night. Um, that he saw. He said he saw this in like a TED talk or something, but he applied it to improv, where he said. The the best thing you can do in a decision, or, or excuse me, the best thing you can do like on stage is to make a good decision. The second best thing you can do on stage is to make a bad decision, and the last, the worst thing you can do on stage is to make no decision. Oh yeah, so like one hundred percent. Even if, like, and Matt Newman <coughs> always kind of said like improv is a pretty steadfast and like strong art forms you like you can try to fuck it up and it's it could make the show better essentially so hmm. i just i just the thing that i feel like the reason you're still around the number <laughs> one thing is because improv is just like that it's uh-huh. just this thing that you, you you're a data person you're an analytic <laughs> person i'm assuming and you like, sort you like, of, yeah. like if I give you a puzzle, you'd be like, I would love to solve this. Not like a, maybe not an actual puzzle, yeah. but like some kind of brain challenge. Sure. Yeah. And I feel like that's what really applies to like me and you. It's just like, mm. there's a challenge here and I'm going to figure this shit out. Yeah. Like I want, like, like I talk about big bosses cause they're like the cream of the crop here. It's just like, I want to figure out how to do that. Right. I want to get to the place where that's something I can right. solve. Yeah. I feel the same way. Like. I think I have, like, an extremely funny group of friends and, like, love my group of friends so much. And I would never say that I'm the funniest person in my group of friends, like, not even close. But I'm probably the person in my group of friends that, like, when something funny happens, I want to talk about the funny things that happened and what just happened. Like, I... Like, I'm the one that would be annoying about breaking down a joke that somebody made because I appreciated it so much. It's so hard being in a comedy mind around <laughs> people that are just here there to be funny. Yeah. Like I, like I said, yeah, I went to Minnesota uh, oh, yeah. to visit a bunch of friends. And, like... Did you go to the X Games? 
I did not. We had it as an option, but yeah. things, other things happened that kind of prevented yeah. us from going. That's, that's but cool. like, um, yeah, like I have some, they make some funny quips mm-hmm. and I, uh, I definitely was like saying funny things. Cause you know, you want, you want, you want to have fun. It'll be funny. Mm-hmm. But like, there were some things that I would say that I'd be like, if Anthony was here, if Matthew <laughs> was here right now, that would have landed so hard. we would be doing this bit for 24 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And instead people are like not getting it. Right. You know, or like, God, my, my favorite for non-comedy people is, um, when something doesn't land, I usually go like, I'm in comedy. Or especially if it does <laughs> yeah. land, I'm like, yeah, I do comedy. Yeah. Or if, if it doesn't land, they like, oh, you should do comedy. And I'm just like, oof. Yeah. Rough. Okay, fine. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's, that's always a very weird thing to like expand on your thought of just like, it's a gift and a curse. Because, yeah. you know, we study like the beats of things and like, I just, you know, I love patterns. And yeah. so like. It's th- it's never always funny, but like around a group of improv people, you will do patterns, right? Until you are like, please, can we just have normal brunch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yes, and me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I like. I definitely have friends. Like, I feel like some of my brothers' best friends growing up, and like, are still some of like the funniest human beings. Can say the funniest thing like all the time, but they wouldn't be good at improv. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which is what makes improv such an interesting art form. Like, I feel like, I don't know. It's so much more than just like being funny. It is. And it's even more intimidating when you meet someone who's funny and good at improv. Yeah. Like Matt, Matt, oh gosh, living in Matthew and having this, like my comedy partner is, yeah. is, is wonderful, but it's so rough mm-hmm. because he's so good. Um, yeah. Okay, so now that you've gone through what you've gone through, um, mm-hmm. you're not thinking your improv career's over. I don't think so. Um, I mean, you're gonna audition and hope for the best, as we all are. Yeah, I don't know if I'll audition this Ooh. time or not. Are you, are you definitely gonna Ooh. audition? I um, I think I love this too much tonight. I know it's hard to think like that it'll stop. I think. Why would you not audition? I mean, we're getting into it. Like, I'm just going to be straight up. Like, why would you not? I don't know. You'll probably talk me into it. But <laughs> you, if it's if it's just like the things we've been talking about, like mm-hmm. common confidence thing, that there should be no doubt in your mind. Like, you should do it. If it's like a time thing, like I understand. Like that's yeah. how life is. Like I, um, <clears throat> gosh, I'm like taking two classes and like doing practice and then like yeah. shows are like that's a lot of time to devote to something it is yeah and then like i want to do like other shows so like that's just a lot of time but um yeah if it's just like a thing what we talked about like you should totally do it like, yeah I'm, I'm fully on board with, with pushing you this is millie i hope right. you like cats i'm millie i like cats i'm slightly allergic but well you are, feel free to fine. push her off she is all up in the business i'm gonna put you down bud she is She's very soft and, and small. And annoying <laughs> in the loving kind of way where I'll be asleep and all of a sudden I just have a face in my face. <laughs> and it's just... Sorry, but I might sneeze on the microphone. That's okay. <laughs> I, um, would, I would prefer that you sneeze on the microphone, though. Get that pop filter full of something. Oh, nice. Um, so, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I am 
doing stand-up class right now, which mm. is fun and something... Like something you wanted to get into originally. I always wanted to try. How's that going? I'm assuming you've had two classes? We've had three. Oh, oh yeah, Sundays. Three. yeah, that's right. And uh, it's pretty good. All right, Millie. I'm trying to trying to write jokes each night, but I don't know what what will come out of it. But I don't know if you ever listened to some of the older episodes that I had. Where I was trying to write jokes. No, I don't think Listen so. Listen to Mary Jane. I've heard you say you Dude, she wanted is to... Aggressive. Can, I standard. would say scooting in a little bit would stop her from getting up on you. I know she's sweet, but if you're allergic, it's probably best. Um, <clears throat> so you're just making her want to jump up again. Yeah. That's all right. She's too sweet. She's a very sweet, sweet little sweetness. Um, yeah, Mary Jane French. Mm-hmm. She was so kind to come to the show. Mm-hmm. Um and after the show, she like punched up all my jokes. We spent a oh, lot of time talking about like comedy, that's awesome. and I don't remember any of the punch ups. I didn't oh. record it. Was a huge, one of the worst mistakes ever. Did you think it was recording? No, I, okay. I, I think I just, oh, I'll remember. Right. And it was just like, um, yeah, it's something you have to study for sure to be yeah. good at it because it was just like I had a couple premises that were okay. Oh, I think Blue talked a little bit about Stan. Oh yeah, I listened to his episode. He's like, all the jokes you have, just throw them away. And I'm like, yeah, I have this two for twenty bit I've been sitting on for two years. <laughs> I really don't want to let it go. That's so hard to think about. Like, if I crafted six minutes for our class show or whatever, and I would, I would think I would like it, but I would immediately have to get rid of it. I'm too much of a perfectionist, which is weird because yeah. I do improv. Yeah, that's interesting. But also, with like stand up, I think it's important to like record yourself and listen to it mm-hmm. and listen to how you say it. Because I mean, there's so many times where I'll see like a comic do something or like listen to like a live recording or something mm-hmm. and hear them do a bit that has been perfected, uh, yeah. but hear like the older version. Yeah. And I won't. I won't listen. And it's like not I, even great. I won't listen to. I won't. I wouldn't listen to myself to comedy. I won't listen to myself when I rec- it, the rare occasions where I've recorded music. Mm-hmm. I won't. Oh, it's tough. I won't watch myself do improv. Like yeah. I won't do any of it because I'm just like I enjoy this and I really don't want to get too self conscious. Yeah. It's like I've reached a point where I can go up on stage and the the thing that like I I, I won't do shakeouts anymore because I get mm-hmm. my heart rate up. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll like participate, but it's like, ooh, yeah. you know, because I don't want this to go up because then I get really nervous. Uh, yeah. And also, like, I usually have a beer before the show, so the last uh-huh. thing I need is those two things, like, fighting it out. Right. Um, <clears throat> so I think with stand up, it's like, yeah, you have to, like, really, really work at this craft. Uh-huh. And I think, like, it could appeal to me, but because I have improv, it doesn't appeal. Yeah. I think. <gasps> Are you dropping out of improv to pursue stand up full time? <sighs> no. Uh, I mean, I would, I don't know. I, I feel on the fence. No, I would, I would want to continue doing improv for a long time. Uh, if I have the opportunity and I think we'll, we'll try and still do some resident ghost shows after. Yeah. It's like we have like, we have like 10 o'clock slots every other Friday or Saturday. Is that a done deal? Like, is that going to be a thing? I think it's like, um, monthly. Because I know like, the Johnsons and something, oh, so yeah, I think yeah. we might just be thrown in rotation with them. I've heard talks. That would Nothing's be cool. been decided. We're the guinea pigs in this new experiment. Yeah. Because <laughs> remember, the Johnsons and, and Da Vinci and Ambassador had all been performing for like years, mm-hmm. which was awesome. I know. God, they were good. So, oh gosh, I can't watch a Johnson show and leave and be like, that was okay because it's always yeah. like 
Oh my god. Yeah. That's why I'm glad Scott's my coach. Oh yeah. Just because that's, that's where my my like brain lies is like the pattern work. Yeah. Like I'm not so good at the characters and the emotions right. and all that, but like the pattern stuff is <clears throat> definitely what gets me. Stick yeah. and stick the language. Yeah. That. Yeah. I. That was like. I don't know why it worked out this way, but I would. I was pretty good. Like my my girlfriend would come to a lot of shows with me when I was just like a fan of the theater. Like in the days, like after the set, I would walk outside, and if one of the performers was there, I would go up and be like, "You were awesome tonight." Like whoever was standing there, and I just thought like I would never ever be on that stage essentially. And I remember watching Adam Stackhouse like so many times, who I think is awesome. Dude, Adam's so cool. Yeah, I don't know if he knows who I am really, but like <laughs> after uh, after one of our resident ghost shows, probably six weeks now a little more than that we had a, a set and uh i was like walking by him afterwards and he came over and like complimented something i did on stage and i was just like a specific thing yeah like yeah one specific thing oh. and i was just like wow wow we've had similar experiences yeah i was like someone compl- told me a year ago that adam said <laughs> my house show. someone uh came up to me after a show someone who's been around for a long time and complimented something that i specifically that i had done uh-huh. and i was just like whoa you noticed that yeah <laughs> so, yeah it's so it's so cool yeah um yeah i um i don't know it's it's because <clears throat> i had talked to david a little bit about like different cities with different improv communities and how like here like it's us and it's comedy sports mm-hmm. and like we're the only one doing like the traditional quote-unquote traditional kind of um long forms theater yeah, yeah, yeah. where we have house teams and stuff like mm-hmm. that and uh <clears throat> God, did you know oh yeah Depends on how drunk you want me to get on the second half of the episode. Let's just go for it. Angela texted me after hers, and she's like, wow, I got really drunk at the end. I'm like, you shouldn't even do the intro. I had a couple more after you left, and then I recorded it. (laughs) That's funny. I I listened to some of hers today after we were texting earlier, who I don't know Angela all that well either, but I talked to her a little bit in a second best fest. Angela's great. She's a funny person. She's a wild card for sure. Sorry, I feel like I cut you off about as um, you were talking about. Oh, so <clears throat> the housing community. Um, God, what was I saying? I think I had lost it before you even interrupted me. It's us in comedy sports. Before that. In other cities. Before, Right before that. Uh, shoot. <clears throat> we're talking about... Um, Someone that come up to us. Oh yeah, Somebody. I think it, I think I was gonna say. I don't know. I'll 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 redirect onto my best interpretation of what I was gonna say, which cool. is, um, we have this we have our the community that we have, mm-hmm. and we have, you know, it's it's kind of condensed. It is who it is. It's all the people that it is, and it's just like. I don't know. I feel like the thing that makes us successful, me and you specifically, mm-hmm. um, it's because we really appreciate what it is. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I look a lot of the new wave because, like, 
you know, there was the original wave. I think there was another wave. And like, I feel like this is like the next wave mm-hmm. for sure. Cause there are maybe people who have joined and like stuck around, but like we have so many new, new people, people yeah. have been around for one to two years where it's just like, we are really ramping things up. Yeah. Like they were, and I don't know. I don't know if this is okay to say, but I feel like it's true. Like they were like, we want to put on a lot of really cool shows, but we don't really have a lot to put on. Mm-hmm. And then we did like the summit and like we put on like half those shows, mm-hmm. like the ones that were like full show ideas. Right. And I know that like a couple of them are going to be coming around next year because we fill up all the slots, yeah. which is like amazing yeah. to see like a community like that. Yeah. It's awesome for sure. And like to your point about, um, having like respect, I guess, for the theater is like, I, I've like loved the theater and like been going to shows almost as long as I have had, you know, have been involved in the theater, I guess. About a year and a half each. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. Or I guess I'm almost like two years now, but so maybe a little longer than that. But, uh, yeah, I, I fear just as much as like, you know, going up and doing bad improv i fear worse like being like at any in any way shitty or like uh overstaying my welcome in like certain circles or something like uh, (laughs) i like how you felt with like that salad yeah 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 i man that that is that is you gotta get out when they get now it's good um yeah i definitely felt that a lot but i mean I don't know. I think uh, I, think I just I don't want to be like the like a per. I, I want to be hopefully nice to people, and I don't want to be one of those people that is just like ah, uh, like Michael's just been hanging around too long at the theaters. <laughs> you see, it's so funny because like, I can't think of a single person who is actually like that. Right, right. Like I don't know. I um like to further your point. Like I definitely have. Like, I still don't think every... Like, I still don't think my team likes me. <laughs> and I think that's just all just, like, me just being, like, uh... Yeah. It's, me. It's in your head. It's 100% sure. in your head. Yeah. And it's just, like... I don't... I, yeah, I don't know how I'm perceived when mm-hmm. I do, like, stage work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that when push comes to shove, like, I really care about... Because it... Just, just what it's done for me as a, yeah. as a creative outlet, which is just, like, a lot. Yeah. Like... You know, I had to buy a planner so that I could keep track of all the things <laughs> that I was doing because I had never had been this busy. Yeah. I had never had a community. I'd never had friends. I'd never had activities. I had never been performing. Yeah. And I love performing now. I'm like, I yeah. want to do it forever because I love, I want to be good at it. Yeah. But like, you don't want to be like sucking. Right. But I feel like <clears throat> you've got a lot more time. Yeah. I, I'm, I really do feel in the last few weeks and kind of the second half of this resident ghost experience i felt like i'm it's starting to click and like starting to feel fun and you know i don't dread shows i I look forward to shows and like i used to be so nervous about like every show and now like it's i was nervous this past weekend because i had like 12 people coming to see me. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was like my mom was in town and my brother and his wife came. And then What was the location this past one? I, th- I didn't get to go. Comic-Con. 
Ooh. I think it was Anthony that yelled it out too. Uh, and it was it was a really good suggestion and I thought our our set went pretty well. And it was it was a fun silly one. We're 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 getting crazier and crazier it seems like with our shows. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing Aaron said about our team. I was like, I'm on the silliest team and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, girl. Yeah, it always it's always so weird when people come and see you perform. Mm-hmm. Like I used to date someone who would go to every show and I knew that nothing I would ever do would be bad. Like she'd always always be like, Oh my god, you were amazing. Oh, right, right. But it was just like I don't always feel like I'm amazing. Yeah. Like I always sometimes I feel like I'm a shitty. Yeah. And so yeah, I don't know. It's just like but I, I, and this is true from the first time I was ever on stage. Like the first thing I ever did was a uh, jam, and I think I told this story a lot of times. That one game where they have someone deliver a layup line and then a back line of people, and they'll all step out and uh-huh. one at a time or whenever they want and do a joke yeah. off of that line. I did two of them. Uh-huh. I did two of those, and then I did one other thing on stage. And between all those, I got two laughs, two individual people laughing. <laughs> At three things that I had done. Uh-huh. And I hopped on stage and I'm like, I want to be on stage again. Yeah. I loved it. That's awesome. I wasn't at all put off. And so, like, that's, that. yeah, I don't, I think that's, maybe that's just a performer in me. Right. But, like, the creative, the creativeness of it, to me, has always been, like, I think something that has been dormant. Because, yeah. like I said, I see a lot of similarity in you me where it's just, like, analytical minds. Yeah. I don't understand. Uh-uh. That they can't hear. So Alexa just started giving me the weather forecast from my bedroom, which is like a full, <laughs> like 40 feet away. She's very loud. That's fine. I don't... Should I worry about it flash flood? Alexa, weather? Yeah. Who cares? Was I shout? Alexa, weather? Alexa, stop. Till Wednesday. Oh, I I wasn't replaying it to hear about the flash flood warning. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it's just going to rain a lot? Yeah, I guess. I always hate breaking the fourth wall. I don't care. Uh, um, so with... Do you partic- participate in any other creative endeavors? Like the music no. thing. Like what, is that, what does that look like as a thing that you do? I write the occasional song. I've tell, me, tell me about when you wrote your first song. I've talked about that on this show before, so I want to hear yours. So these, first of all, and I also want to say these labels are very peelable. Like yeah, they, they come are. like They're already coming off, and I just have to rip mine off. Yeah, I I go with the uh, the subtle fold, which I can't stop playing with. But uh, you saw what I did to this one before. Yeah, and that was like I had the yeah. Just I just I just I'm a label peeler. Hey, that's fine. Um, okay, so the, yeah, I talked about the first song I ever wrote and how it's so cringy. I still play it sometimes, but it's just like, I'm just glad to get one under my belt. Yeah, I think I could still play it. And Did you write it when you were like 13? Mm, I probably wrote like little fragments of something when I was like 13, sure. 14. But <laughs> I remember I probably learned like like eight to ten Coheed songs. That's the first thing that I ever learned. Mine, and, mine were follow boy songs. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I probably... So I I played in kind of a band that never had a name with 
two other guys that are still two of my best friends in high school, and uh, we probably had three or four songs that we wrote, <laughs> kind of a hodgepodge of genres that were like, basically we probably were just ripping off the Arctic Bandits, but uh, that's, all that's how you but like that's. Like, my song's a rip-off of, like, a poor rip-off of, like, Rocky Botolato. And it's just, like, like he's all the chords he, like, likes to use. I don't know who that is. That, that's one of those bands where it's just, like, people don't know about this guy? <laughs> this guy's crazy. He's so talented. He's such an influence to me, and he should be... Fr- yeah. Um, <clears throat> but that's, like, that's what Pete always told me. That's why I had no shame, like, ripping off and yeah, these yeah. air quotes there, like, on his podcast. Because it was just, like, that's how you start. Yeah. You rip off, and then you should eventually make it your own. Like right, I've made right. it my own by now. I would like to think. Right. Um, cause my, <laughs> I always say, uh, well, it's my, it's definitely not Pete's show. Cause my show's not funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. But then I tell that joke and I'm like, can I tell that joke or am I fucking on my own joke? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. So Coheed was like the first couple. Then you wrote some songs with a band. I'm so jealous. I always wish I was in a band. And have you not like, I've never been in a band. band. Yeah. I mean, I tried. I, I don't think, we didn't play any shows when we were in high school. We would like play at our friend's house and like when our friends were around drinking or whatever. Oops. <laughs> we were drinking in high school. No. Uh, <laughs> and then I've played like a couple of shows, like one off shows here and there where we put stuff together. I really, really do. Like I have some really talented musician friends that kind of, we, we always talk about like trying to play more and then we don't. don't do it. Yeah. Look, it's I don't know. It's, it's so hard when it's like that's why the coalition is what it is because like it's like a place mm-hmm. where things are happening, mm-hmm. and, and that's why like that's why this, this show happened because it's like things are I'm gonna make things happen, right? And it's a lot easier to do it when you're doing it by yourself because you're not so dependent on anybody else. Yeah, and when you have like okay Tuesdays from seven to nine is my improv time. Like it's so hard to do that with your your friends and play music and then like. Who's got Mondays? I don't. Uh, what, about, what about Wednesdays? Yeah. Uh, and what are you yeah, going to do? For, like, you're going to schedule a time from 7 to 9, but then, like, that just sets boundaries around, like, the creative process that you're trying to go through. I'm feeling a little creative, but it's not, it's not Thursday. We wrote, we wrote four seconds of a song on Tuesday. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Yeah, you have to be ready. I don't... Yeah, that's one thing. It's also, like, I've, I've always thought, like... Um, I don't know if anyone else would want to write the same kind of music that I would. Uh-huh. Like, like as you get older, like it's harder and harder when you're not like yeah. constantly. Like, I don't think anybody likes the same music that I like. Right. Like Matthew always makes fun of me for it, right? He, but he likes it too. But he always thinks my artists are silly. Yeah. But like, he's someone who I could see doing music with because he's so he's very talented at the oh. music. But like, oh, okay. but we're in different genres, and so yeah. it's just like. Yeah, what am I going to do? Find someone who likes the same top three artists that I like or right. has the same vision that I have? It's yeah. so difficult. I think I'm I'm also drawn to... God, I, this is like kind of sad to admit, but like I am extremely drawn to people who do stuff by themselves in a way. Like, I, I'm not saying the, the Arx Band is like an awesome band. There's no like one person that does most of the work. I mean, there's a you know the singer writes all the lyrics and whatnot. But but uh, like the deer hunter, who just one dude. He it's a guy named Casey Crescenzo, and he uh, writes like all the parts for every single instrument, and and it's like a big um, 
like concept albumy thing. Like there's five parts. There's five albums that are all part of the same story essentially. Ooh. So it's like this big like it's way broader than an album. Oh my god! Yeah, that's like all his. And uh, I'm just like fascinated by him as a person, and it like I feel like I'm the uh, kind of the the disadvantage to my friends wanting to work with me as I feel a little control freaky because I admire people that like write all their own shit. And that's why I'm like somewhat drawn to stand up as well as like, I want to take credit. I want to take a lot of credit for this <laughs> shit, you know, like, but you also want to put in the work. Yeah. 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 It's not just like, I want to be the best. I want to like do the work to be the best. Right. But also I'm never going to show anybody until it's perfect. Like, <laughs> I, I, that's oh. why I would, I would write songs, but then like never ever show a single person until like three years of me writing the same song like that's really happened you know yeah you see a lot more patient and i think i envy that because i'm not not patience to be honest it's just like uh anxiety yeah like anxiety like i i i'm i fear so badly what other people think of me (laughs) like to a fault like it's bad like sometimes and um yeah, you were when we were texting about doing this because you originally asked me to do the show, and I'm like, yeah. I was all about it. So I'm like, I would really much prefer to have people want to do the show than mm-hmm. ask people who don't want to do the show. Well, I yeah, I but yeah, so you were like, you were like playing it like like he was like a bad thing. I'm like, oh no, it's like uh, yeah, that's that's how I that's how I roll. There's a, a new cat in here. That is uh, Floyd. That's a big one. Whoa! Sorry, dude. I did. He's Didn't running away. He needs the insult. <laughs> no, he's super. He's a big dude. He's also super fluffy. That's uh, that's my cat. The other yeah. one's Matthews. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That's they the one they get a reference. Uh, Millie was a bit more feral when she came in, so she's like Floyd's is a friendly little old coot, and she's more like get away from me. Originally, do they do improv together? They uh, they try to do some stuff, but Millie's more of a uh, sketch kind of person. Oh, okay, cool. So he's he tries his hardest, but he's like, I don't want, I don't want that. let's just go up with nothing and like figure it out. Yeah, that's yeah. The meeting of the minds not going so well for them too, I guess. But have you ever thought about doing a one person improv show? <laughs> nope i I don't think I could handle that kind of pressure. I've seen like Ellie's. Uh, a, a couple like bits and pieces of, mm-hmm. and I always thought like that would be so fun because I'm not ready, but like I want to work, I want to get there one day. Yeah, like my big improv goals for like the next five years are like do a set of big bosses and do a one person show. And uh, are like, you talk, are you saying Ellie has done like one person shows one person? Oh improv. Yeah. I've seen one person. Her, her like one person, half stand up, half kind of thing. Well, I saw the, the one time I come saw destroy the world with me or whatever that was called. I didn't see that. Okay, that's I saw. I, th- I think she did a refinery set where she was doing all improvised characters based on crowd work. Okay, and I was like, yes, that's cool. That's what I want to see. Yeah, and it was like the first suggestion was like Southern pastor or something, and you know, like <laughs> nailed it. I was just like. Yeah, that's I'm awesome. about it. I, I just love good voice work, good character work. Like that's that's where my heart is. Just like, oh yeah, I'm insanely jealous. Like I can't do 
I don't think I'm your so, I don't think your voice has changed. It's, it's so monotone. It's, it's so, very monotone. But that's not a bad thing. Yeah, like, like I, I was I, thinking I, about this whole mic, <laughs> microphone. Just like this is going to sound terrible. And I had to do like radio projects in college because mm-hmm. I was a mass comm major, and I had to like record this uh, three minute like radio thing where I had to like use like announcer voice, and it was the most difficult thing I've ever had to do. Do you have other voices that you're comfortable with? Uh, no. None. Like, you can't do a, a, like a southern, a southern oh, ball yeah. Yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah, I've done that on, on stage That's before, really good. That sounds... Well, can... that's because it's deep. <laughs> that's why I, I softballed you that one. Yeah, yeah. With it. That's, that's easy. It, there was a time where like that I needed to one, stop yeah. doing that. I can't do like a... I can't break into many accents. I can't either... Um, I can try. I'll try, and it'll be bad. Or I can. I have. Uh, Pete talks about this. I have the touchstones, uh-huh. so I have like four words I can say in certain yes. accents. Yeah, yeah. But then I can't. I can't branch out right. at all. Like the, the, the Fargo, don't you know? <laughs> yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. where do you go from there? How do I say like anything? Like, can, can you get? Can you get the meatloaf out of the oven? Like yeah. that sounds like so bad. I'm just like, I'll just I'll just stick to uh, the ones that I have, which is like. Um, uh, I'm from Jersey. I can do that one for a bit, and then like uh, I call it the old prospector, uh-huh. like a like a higher version of the Southern draw, but then that Southern draw is oh, yeah. there. But like I, I, like I'll 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 be editing this, and I'll listen back, and I'll be like, his voice sounds so good, and mine sounds so good. No, you, you know, no. that's how I that's how I feel. Dude. I get so many people who have voices that are specifically just voices that are just so good for radio yeah. or like podcasting. It's just like. I don't have a podcasting voice. I've accepted it by now, like fifty-one episodes in. I'm like, I, I, I mean, maybe everybody has this to a degree, but I'm, I have like, uh, kind of like voice envy in certain ways. Like, there's performers who have like voices in a higher register that can like shout better than I can, or like, you know, say weird aff- affectations that I can't say and stuff like that, and. Um, I, th- I think your voice is like completely neutral. It's like perfect, like sounding in the middle. Oh it's not deep God. and not too high. Thank you. <laughs> my voice is deep and annoying. But yeah, but it's always Sorry. like you want what you don't have, kind of thing. Grass where it's like, true. yeah, I don't like it because I don't naturally. I don't enunciate very, very much, mm-hmm. very well. So I get a slur even when I'm not drinking. Sometimes where I just talk so fast. Yeah, and, and I wish that I could talk more like this. Yeah. But this feel, this feels really a little, weird. A little forced. Little, a little bit forced, yeah. correct. And it's just like, uh, yeah. yeah. Do you remember the first time you heard yourself on an answering machine? That was a rough day for me because I always thought what I heard was what was coming out, and I was like, I, you know, I like that. Right. I like what's going on here. Gosh, what's were I? I, I remember the first time I heard my singing voice because I used to like record oh. stuff when I was like recording. Oh, you, you brave soul! Oh. I I think I've uh, tried once and I immediately was like, nope. I literally don't think people can learn how to sing unless they listen to themselves sing a lot, like I've been early on. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but like the way you pronounce words and stuff is like, it's like, oh, do I really like? Say my GR sounds like that. That sounds weird. <laughs> um, is there a thing that you say GR sounds differently? Gert? Oh, I don't know. I that was a weird example. <clears throat> that was. A, I was like, whoa, I'm interested. I, that, I there say, was probably a time where I had to adjust every single possible combination of letters. But I say uh, two 
two specific words weird. Uh-huh. I'm going to say them the correct way first, okay. and then I'm going to say them the way that I always say them. Okay. Uh, tomorrow in Florida. Those are the, that's how you say mm-hmm. those normally. So I say tomorrow. Okay. I give it like an A. Like a buffalo accent. And then I say Florida. Like a buffalo accent. I'm not from Buffalo, though. That's weird. <laughs> like, I have, a, I have a little bit of a Jersey thing. Yeah. But, like, I shouldn't because I didn't spend any time there growing up. I grew uh-huh. up in southern Utah. Huh. Utah. But I don't have any of that accent either. I don't it's know weird. Utah has an accent. Virginia's so neutral. Growing up here is just... Yeah, you're you're not a VA native. Yes, I am. There's a lot of you here. Yeah. Yep, yep. I, uh... That's the only place for that to go. Yeah, I'm from Lynchburg, Virginia. Do you like it here? Yes, I like Richmond a lot. What made you move to Richmond? I went to VCU. Oh. And pretty much stayed ever since. And by pretty much, I mean... I've just stayed been here. ever since. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always wonder what would happen if I had stayed in New Orleans. Yeah, you went to school there? Yeah, I went to the University of New Orleans. It's cool. By complete chance. Huh. I was going to go to the community college for a couple of years, and then I found out that you and I had a football team, so I went and played for them. Oh, are you serious? Mm-hmm. I didn't know you played football. I was the special teams. I was a kicker, but I also played back at quarterback. Wow. That's a diverse set of skills you got there. Yeah, I can kick and throw. <laughs> yeah, nice. I was originally a receiver, but I was just too small. Like I'm just like a small person. Yeah. Which is weird because I'm a thick. Yeah. I'm not like a brick. Yeah. So... <laughs> You are a sports fan. Huge sports fan. I am too. Uh-oh. And All right. I feel like there's not a lot of huge sports fans at the Coalition Theater. I know. I know Elliot, your coach. Yeah. He's a Jets fan and a big soccer fan. Yeah. Um, and he plays tennis. He coaches tennis, coaches too. Tennis he's good enough, yeah. he's good enough to coach. Nice. Who are, you, who are your teams then? I am a Philadelphia sports fan. Oh, interesting. Oh, well, then it's been a great, yeah. great time for you. Yeah. I got, uh, yeah. He has the keychain, so he's legit, you guys. Yeah, it's keychain. Wait, let me see the keychain. You guys hear that? Keys ASMR. There's no date on this, but, it, wait, no, wait. There's no date on this, but it looks old as Dude, I swear, man. I don't believe it, bandwagon. <laughs> that keychain looks way older than, uh, what, I've never months? I've never lived anywhere close to Philadelphia. My dad grew up in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, which is like 15 minutes from Philly. So that he, makes sense. Basically, I was born into it, and he is crazy, diehard Philly sports. Oh, how was the Super Bowl for him then? Awesome. Did and he I didn't, cry? I didn't watch it with him, unfortunately. Oh. Well, this is this is how my dad is. Uh, he, I wish I could have watched it with him, but I was at, I was <laughs> he he still lives in Lynchburg and. Uh, Chris Collinsworth was calling the game and, like, said a couple of questionable things about, like, how they were going to reverse some of the calls that went the Eagles' way or whatever. And, you know, a lot of, like, Philly fans were kind of talking shit about Chris Collinsworth after the game. Yeah. They hated such an idiot. He hates the Eagles. So I called my dad right after the game just, like, this is our moment. This is, I've been waiting 27 years to, like, celebrate an Eagles victory with my dad. And I call him, and the first words out of his mouth is, he's like, fuck Chris Collins. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, can you not be happy for, like, ten seconds? We have a trophy now. But the, he just embodies the Philly sports. Oh, for sure. Uh, they were, like, re-watching the game. Like, they blocked off a street, like, oh, a week yeah. ago. I know, yeah. Oh, they're, they're insane. I am a Pittsburgh sports fan. Oh, really? Player. Cool. I'm the other side of the state. Yeah. You like the Penguins? 
I do. Nice. Are you a Caps fan? No. Flyers. Flyers fan, I was like going to say, because I was wondering if it was all Philly or if it was just like the Eagles. Yeah. No, it's all. Oh, I mean, so I, we're, we're rivals on several fronts. Yeah. I just wish we had a basketball team. Yeah. I'd love to follow basketball. I, that is one team you could probably say I'm bandwagon on. Like, I don't really pay attention to the NBA that much. Although the NBA is so fun right now, I feel like. It's been, it's been, I've been following, like, sports accounts. Yeah. And, like, on Instagram, it's all, like, Like the highlights. highlights. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I'm not, I follow follow House of Highlights and Bleacher Report, Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure which I need to unfollow, because I'm getting too much basketball. Oh, it's, yeah, and it's, like, a hundred posts a day. Oh, my God. It's too much. It's too much. And it's getting in the way of everything else. Yeah. I need to, like, skip accounts for different, like, sports accounts, meme accounts, friend account, producers. Yeah, that's a good idea. I wish there was a way to filter that, to be honest. I think you just have to get different accounts. Hit a mode that just says, only my friends. Only my friends. Yeah, put only this group, only that group. Yeah, I'll get a break from all these comedians that I follow for, you know, a day. Who's Who's your favorite follow on Instagram? Who's, like, the the person you should be following? <clears throat> um, Let me see if I can find one. God, that's a good question. House of Highlights, I actually kind of <coughs> like. You actually what? I actually kind of like House of Highlights a lot. But that that's only... I wouldn't recommend that to, like, most people. Um, <coughs> I'm sorry. i to see if there's anything that I can recommend. I like a lot of comedians... I was gonna say you mentioned comedians. So I'm curious. I I I kind of like pay attention too much to like the New York comedy scene. Like mm-hmm. I I listen to so many podcasts from like that whole pocket of comedy, and uh, I just feel like yeah, I, I follow them all on Instagram for whatever reason. Um, like Joe List is a comedian that has a good Instagram account. Um, I, I recently started following Josh Brolin on Instagram, and he posted one of the funniest videos ever today. Uh, we're gonna look it up and play it right now, okay? Because that is a big that's a big statement from not what I expected. Well, it it was funny because it caught me off guard, so maybe I shouldn't give you any warning of what it's about. Is he in the grocery store? Josh, I think those are too big for you. They're not. I mean, it's, it's him and his girlfriend. They like fuck with each other all the time. Wait, is that Josh Brolin? Yeah, yeah. I don't know who he is. That might, might, that might have been oh, here. Yeah, he's he's an actor. I think you said we have to wait for it. I was like expecting something else. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he just, had magnum condoms. I'm guessing that was like staged to be like. That. Yeah, probably. It just caught me off guard. <laughs> and he's such a good actor. Like the way he says, "No, it's not." Was I, funny to me for some reason. I would have seen this, and I would have thought it was like a post on like a classic dad. Moves, oh, right. Where it was just like someone was like, "Hey, random dad." Those are too big for you. No, they're not. Yeah. Like, that's, like... The whole Out of context, it's, yeah, it's not, like, yeah. high-quality comedy by any means. But no, but I get you. He's he's a cool, awesome actor, like, No Country for Old Men and Milk and some... some oh, I'm bad some at movies. Cool you know movies. that. 
Phantom movies. You were at the live show, weren't you? I missed the live show. I was okay. out of town, but well, I listened to it actually. Oh, so then, yeah, yeah, you know about the movies. Yeah. As long as I'm just trying to make sure everyone knows. Okay. Um, do you want to play the top ten top ten movies, and I haven't seen seven of them, or do you want to tell me about your uh, inspirations? I'll let you pick. Is top ten movies I name my favorite movies, and I tell you that I haven't seen seven of them. Okay. You've tried to stop me. I don't know that I could pick top ten. It's hard. It's difficult. I guess I'll I just name some. I don't know. Ah, uh, shit. I always use it as a place where it, it was originally the bit of top ten was just like, uh-huh. late because every time I've told it in Virginia, no one's been like, all right, let's do this. It's more <laughs> been like, I don't know what mine are. And I'm just like, okay, well, uh, your commitment, your commitment, it makes this, is, is what makes this fun. Yeah. So like, I'm, I think I have to wait. I think I've been throwing around. I think I have to wait until someone like has, like has like a really strong feeling. Right. Well, yeah. And I, Part of me doesn't trust somebody that can just like rattle off their ten favorite movies like with that much confidence. Person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I everybody should be or I don't. I'm not saying everybody no, no, should no. no. Be, take take your hard stance. Oh god, you oh, shouldn't yeah. be able to just know them. Yeah, you should be a little guarded about. Be it. a little guarded and be a little open to change. Yeah, and I I fear that people will lie and say some like movie that's Top, yeah. way too respected and it's like oh really yeah really that's your, one of your favorites yeah oh wes anderson okay <laughs> all right all right we get it yeah go back to starbucks yeah taxi drivers in your top 10 get out of here no i don't know <laughs> um i love the coen brothers do you know not really the big lebowski or inside lewin davis might be my favorite movie ever i feel like that's one i want to see you should see it I feel like that's one that I have heard about, and I'm just like, I want to see that. Yeah, I want to rewatch. I think. Oh, sorry. No, there's a couple movies I just want to rewatch. I'm just like, I think that was on my list. I think Inside Lewin Davis captures <clears throat> the essence of an artist, like a kind of a cynical artist who is not achieving what he thinks he deserves, even though he's not necessarily trying as hard as people that aren't as good of artists as him. And I think that captures that. Oh my gosh. I remember a lot more than any other movie I've ever seen. I remember when that movie was first coming out. Mm-hmm. I remember being so excited to be able to tour in it. Uh-huh. Cause I was like, I think I really want to see this movie. Yeah. You should, you should absolutely watch it. And it's, Oscar Isaac, who... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was the went, soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. And he... All of the music um, is just, like, str- completely unedited. Him playing guitar and singing. Like, that was Coen Brothers. Like, on, like purposely shot every song the way he would have just, like, played it without editing it whatsoever. So they were trying to capture, like, the old... Dave Van Ronk is like the character it's based off of. They were trying to capture like his songs as true as they possibly could be. And it, it, all the songs just sound so good to me. I like, that's the kind of guitar and singing I, w- I would love to be able to do. But I think, I think I would agree only because I remember searching the pirate Bay like every mm. day to see when the, like the first one was going to be posted. Yeah. And I just never like followed up with it. It's probably on my hard drive right now. Just cool. like buried. Yeah. But like, yeah, I think that's something I'll definitely make a point to watch. Watch that movie, and I'll end my list there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so is that... Um, okay, what's your number one inspiration overall? 
Uh, we'll, 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 we can keep going as long as you would like to, but I'm giving you know, like... How long have we gone? Uh, hour 15. Oh, wow. You believe that? That's insane. I usually, what I usually do is I usually try to give the out of like, um, we'll talk about this and then we talk about it and I'm like, okay, well, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about? Which, right. And then you will answer that. And if you're like, no, I think I'm good. Then I'll be like, okay, you're ready to end it here. But if you're like, I did want to talk about this. I'd be like, okay, word, I'm here for this. Uh, so like, don't feel the pressure. I'd be like, okay, he's kicking me out. Like, I'm no, just trying no. to like, I don't think there's anything like I necessarily wanted to talk about. I knew we'd talk about improv a oh, lot. Of course. Improv is, is a thing that we talk about all the time. Yeah. And it's just because it's such a huge influence on my life. Like I've yeah. talked, it's, it's literally chronicled. Like I did the show yeah. right before improv started mm-hmm. and like you can, you can plot the growth points uh, that's of awesome. like, of like my life. Like I have been doing the podcast longer than I've been doing improv yeah. and I've been doing the podcast pretty consistently. Yeah. And actually that was, you reminded me of something I wanted to say to you, which is I love this podcast if for no other reason than hearing more lore about the coalition theater <laughs> that I would never hear otherwise, you know, like I listened to Clatterbuck's, uh, interview. God, and was so long heard. ago. That was like August last year. Yeah. I, oh I think God. I listened to it like two months ago, but like hearing like, you know, just somebody like that, like a veteran of the theater and hearing them talk about their experience and like some of the stuff that they've seen, it's just like, yes, give me more. I want to know more. <laughs> I've been, I've been, so I had David on recently mm-hmm. who'll come out after yours. And we talked a little bit about some of the stuff, but I'm always so hesitant because I just, I don't know. I, what I really need to do is was that, just, was that intimidating? What? Having him on the show? Yeah. I think it was, but I think I always feel intimidated, especially yeah. because it's just like, like for example, Mm-hmm. Um, let's use, uh, who Jasmine. Okay. Uh-huh. So she, her episode is the most recent one as of now, breaking the fourth wall that has come out. Um, right. <clears throat> and she like shared that with her friends. Uh-huh. And so the last thing I, first, the first, my first thought is like, they're going to be sharing this with people they know. I want this to be a good thing for people they know to listen to, but right. also like I have a small audience and it's mostly performers mm-hmm. and I, you know, I always tell people like email the show and tell me you're listening, and nobody ever does. So like, I don't know, I don't know who else is listening, but like, so on one hand, I can't really cater to them, but also like, I kind of know because some people tell me, um, I want to do my guest justice. I want it to be like good for them. I want them uh-huh. to like walk away feeling like I had a fun time, and then they hear it because everyone listens to theirs, mm-hmm. and yeah. they'll be like, that was awesome. Uh, I often get texts where it's just like they'll have a complaint. But it's not something that I did. It's just like, oh, I felt like I sounded weird. I'm like, you sounded great. No one cares about your voice. People like your voice because they like you. Yeah. Or like, Angelos was like, I got a little drunk. I'm like, I get drunk on a bunch of these. <laughs> like, yeah. the first one I got drunk on was episode four. And it was just like, I had to ble- I had to bleep out my ex's name because I was not careful. <laughs> um, and then like, yeah. So like I said, like Angelos, I got real drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it was just, I don't know. It's a fun thing. And, uh, yeah. what was the original question? Um, what was the original topic of conversation? That just talking about, about like learning more about the theater from, the Oh, that's right. Stuff? Um, and so that's been my main goal, but like, Oh, so having Pajor on, uh-huh. um, some, a hero of mine, <laughs> which sounds kind of gross, but it's just like, <laughs> he is, he was yeah, the first. Sure. And I told him he was the first person I ever 
did a scene with where I felt confident. Yeah. I had done a mixer. I had done a jam and a mixer. The jam, like I told you, went bad. The mixer, I forgot how to talk oh, for wow. my whole set. And I was with Clatterbuck, and he realized it right away. And we had That was the game, was I wouldn't talk. I would just, like, mm, like be coy. Yeah. And so, like, it worked. But, like, I made David laugh on stage. And I was, like, <laughs> from that moment, I was just, like, oh, I can do this. That's like, awesome. that's, that's what I needed. Because he yeah. told a story about, like, and so, no. Overall, it wasn't intimidating because... I, I know David. I've talked to him on several occasions, and he's a good dude. Like he is just a, a human person, uh-huh. and I think he really does a good job of making sure people don't forget that. Because I'm sure everyone looks up to him, and everyone's yeah. just like this fucking this god, right? And he's just like I'm just just a dude. Yeah, he was our dad salad coach originally, and well, I don't, yeah, he was our only one, I guess. And I remember, like, walking into those first couple practices, just like, oh, how did we score? Him? How do I look at him? Yeah. He yeah. must hate the shit out of us. Because <laughs> we suck. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's um, it's intimidating because it's just like, it's also overall it's intimidating because, like, I have the show and it's just like, I don't know what people are expecting when they walk in. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that I can deliver, but also, like, I want to do my show. And my show has always been a low-pressure conversation. Yeah. Like, the way that the mics are now is new. They used to be, like, right here. Okay. But, like, the audio, I think, is going to be better like this. So uh-huh. I changed it. And you notice I've been fidgeting with it because I'm, like, trying to figure out... <laughs> What's best? Yeah. And so I have think, I been too far away from it? You've been fine. If I, I would have, I would have done like that. If, okay. if not, um, and you know, it's all experimenting. All, oftentimes, what I notice is the guest always sounds amazing, and I always sound like I'm back here, <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? So I think for me, it's more like okay. I need to be right here. Because cool. if you listen to McFall's episode, we did that in his studio, and that one had uh, good audio uh, in his house. He has a studio for work. Oh, okay, cool. He has one um, downtown. Oh, cool. And I was like, because he helped me with the live show. He did all the tech for the oh, live show. cool. And so we've been, like, working together podcast-wise. And so he's like, well, I finished the studio if you want to go check it out. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. So to answer your question, overall, no. But, of course, there was a part of me that, yes, was intimidated because he is uh, someone who has been a huge inspiration to me. Yeah. Um, like, his work's on my wall. Like, uh, I don't know if you saw when you come in. Like, there's posters everywhere. Posters, yeah. Every, like, there's two, three, three, two, five. Dude, that's what's awesome about having, like, Matthew as a roommate. Like, no Same qualms way. about the decorations We were excited. <laughs> like, that was the best night that we've had together. Yeah. Otherwise, we've just been both working or going through bullshit. But yeah. it was just like so. You rent this place, right? We rent this house. Yeah, yeah. this is an awesome little house. Thanks, for, man. For you. Yeah, it's uh, only going to get better. We hope. Mm-hmm. I um, actually, this might be the last podcast on on this table. It might be I back in there. Know. All that furniture might be moved in. Yeah, okay. I feel like this really is the part. This is the first time where I felt like, oh, nobody cares about this. But also, like. It's my fucking show. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'll sit here and I'll sing Twinkle Tingle the Star for yeah, 40 minutes if I want. I mean, we can wrap up. I hope I'm not prolonging your night. Oh, no. I'm I'm going to be uh, reading and falling asleep in the next 30 minutes. Cool. I, um, like I said, I'm committed to doing good episodes. Yeah. I want you to feel good about it. I want I'm, to make I'm, sure. That I'm golden, man. You're feeling good? Yeah. Is it what you expected? Yes. I, I would say... The longer it's gone on, the more comfortable I've gotten. So that's always good. That that's the one thing I hate about the bikes being here is because I yeah. always felt like it, you forgot they were there, but right. like it's impossible to forget, especially when I'm like fidgety. Mm. But like, 
We're doing a podcast. Yeah. So. That was the best thing about Josh is, is he kept forgetting that they were there. Oh, that's and funny. it was really obvious when he would remember. Yeah. He would look at them and then like tense up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I never got that, that feeling from you though. Yeah. Well, maybe he's more comfortable and like he he forgot they were there because he's experienced it before. I don't know. I don't They were like here. Oh, okay. So it was real easy to forget. Yeah. Now they're here. But this is a way better audio. Because there's no way to, like, put it above you. Because <laughs> this was just down. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, we will wrap up because now I'm just talking about things that are happening live. Cool. Um, well, thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, say goodbye to all your friends. Bye. Uh, Any plugs you want to put into? Um, no plugs. Come see Resident Ghost first on third Saturdays. Yes, sorry. <laughs> Coalition Theater. Come see I'm, Resident <laughs> Ghost every first and third Saturday of the month for two more months or one more month? Uh, I think it's two more. I think we We're go to end of September. September. Okay, good. My team has been arguing about that for like weeks now. It's been six. It's it'll be six months, and I. I, I hope we go through September. I don't want it to end. I don't want it to end either, and I really don't. I want to make a house team again. I don't yeah. want Detective to end, though. Ugh. I know. It's so sad. So bum- Such a bummer. But come see us while we're still around. Yep. Every Saturday at 8 o'clock is when our teams are performing. Yep. Come every Saturday at 8 o'clock. Come though. to every single show. You'll either see Jonathan or you'll see me. Yeah. So make sure that's happening. Perfect. Signing off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say.